let's get into the quarterback rankings. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. We have Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts at one and two. That's hard to argue. Yeah. What right? else is new? <laughs> what else is new? Now, over the last three weeks, Josh Allen is the quarterback three overall, like in total points. And he had a bye. Yeah. <laughs> so that, <laughs> that tells you all you need to know. That tells you all you need to know right there about Josh Allen, right? Um, Joe Burrow at three this week. He's been on fire lately, right? And I have Lamar tonight at four, uh, you know, with Lamar being in a bit of a slump, right? And Burrow absolutely on fire. Uh, I got to have Burrow over Lamar this week, especially since Burrow's matchup is solid against yeah. the Browns and all of his weapons are relatively healthy. But do you remember in the offseason when we were talking about this offense potentially going nuclear this year? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It was for two reasons. One, I expected them to run a lot of plays, a lot more plays than they ran last year. And number two, I expected them to pass a ton. Yeah. Well, they're top six in both categories right now. So that's that's ramping up and that's progressing very well. It seems like that's what's going to happen for the rest of the year. Uh, also, our data analytics partner, Preciser, has the Bengals uh, applied total of 31 points for this week. Uh, they have Burrow at a projected 283 passing yards. So the expectation is that Joe Burrow is going to continue doing his thing this week. Yeah. And I, I just want to you know, thank Preciser for sponsoring this podcast. Preciser uses data-driven analytics and algorithms to make game predictions to help you make better bets, make better start-sit decisions, and make better DFS lineups. And I'll have the link in the description, but you can check them out at Preciser.io slash prediction. Make sure you use the code UPPERHAND to get 30% off the first three months of their pro package. That ends up coming out to only $6.99 a month to get all of their data. So they also have a free package as well. You can check them out. Uh, you can check that out if you don't want to commit, uh, but might as well take advantage of that promotion. Use code upper hand when you sign up. Yeah. Okay. Thoughts on Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow, I think that, like you said, you saw this coming. Faraz Stradamus saw this in the future. He talked about, you know, <laughs> the offense running more plays and moving faster, you know, more passing plays. Um, it took a few weeks to get started, but I think this is, you know, what we're going to start. It's going to start becoming the expectation that Joe Burrow is just going to, you know, go off every single week with Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase um, healthy. The offense looks better. The offensive line is doing a better job than they were at the beginning of the season. Like, everything is starting to click. And we said we expected this to happen at some point, and now it's, you know, it looks like it's happening. I think Cleveland is a fantastic matchup. Their defense has not been good at all this season. They've been, you know, shaky at best. Even with Miles Garrett playing, it's just they haven't been able to hold anyone back. I, I think that this is a really good matchup. Yes, sir. Uh, so Lamar at four, you know, we talked about him at length earlier. Kyler at five, Tua at six, Kirk Cousins at seven. Um, if you're wondering why there seems to be a big gap there, uh, it's because both Patch Mahomes and Justin Herbert are on by this week. Yeah. Um, Kyler has a decent matchup against Minnesota this week and, you know, might have a solid group of weapons with him. Uh, now, like with Robbie Anderson stretching the field a little bit, something he didn't have over the first few weeks of the season, you know, really because that's just not how they were using Hollywood Brown. They had that deep threat. They just weren't wasn't used. They weren't using him deep at all, right? Despite yeah. him being one of the best deep threats in the league, right? If you had to, if you had to, you know, figure out like how to use Hollywood Brown, it's not that hard. Like I feel like I could do it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I feel like I could figure out how to use <laughs> Hollywood Brown. You know, and this, Kingsbury, like yeah. his decisions, and, and we probably talk about this every single podcast. Like somehow, every time we, we bring get up to, <laughs> not even we talk about Rondell Moore, we talk about yeah. DeAndre Hopkins. You know, we talk about how they use these receivers last week. Greg Dortch. Like, there's like so many 
ways that we just get back to Cliff Kingsbury being this like fraud. Pretty yeah. much. No, I hear you. Um, <laughs> with Kyler Murray, this matchup also very good. You know, Minnesota's defense has not been very good this season. For me, this is the point where if Kyler Murray does not have a better day than he's had the past few weeks. He's been solid. But if he doesn't show that upside that we were talking about this whole offseason and that we thought he'd have this season, you know, I'm kind of hitting the panic button. I'm like, what the heck is going on? He has DeAndre Hopkins. He has Rondell Moore. He has Zach Ertz. James Conner is going to be back in the lineup, presumably, I think. You know, he might be on a bit of a snap count. But, you know, Benjamin is just fine. We saw last week, even if James Conner doesn't play. This is as healthy as the Cardinals offense has been. You know, sans Marquise Brown, of course. But if things don't turn around and Kyler Murray doesn't have, like, a, a good fantasy day, like he, like I said, he's been solid, but he's put up 16, 13, 16 fantasy points the past three weeks. If I don't see anything over 20, I'm hitting the panic button. I'm thinking, okay, what's going on? What's wrong? Because we're getting to the point where you can no longer hold his value as high as we have been because, you know, he just hasn't been an excellent passer. The touchdowns have not come. So I want to see him score touchdowns. If he doesn't, I'm officially worried about Kyler Murray. I wouldn't I keep that. ranking him here in the top five. You know, obviously no. he's in the top five because of buys, but he's kind of sliding down my board the past few weeks. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, if Patrick Holmes was playing, if just if, if Patrick Holmes was playing, he'd be over Kyler Murray. Yeah. But, you know, with Justin Herbert, too, it's like, you know, Justin Herbert, you know, I'm more worried about him than Kyler Murray because Justin Herbert doesn't rush like Kyler Murray does, number one. Number two, like, Justin Herbert's not throwing the ball down the field, right? So it's like, yeah, who are you ranking over Kyler Murray? Tua? Kirk? Dak? Gino? I would, may, I, I would maybe put Tua over Kyler Murray. Maybe not. Well, he has a good matchup. Well, he's going up against Detroit. Detroit this week. Yeah. It's a good matchup. So maybe, maybe I would put Tua over Kyler Murray. And I guess Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Kirk Cousins is having the upside. I get the. I was going to ask Kyler you in the rushing. I, I, I was going to ask you personally, like, would you rank Tua over Kyler this week? I mean, I just I, like Kyler's floor and his rushing upside, but like, yeah, you know, if 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 Tua's weapons have great matchups, you know, it's tough to not rank Tua pretty high. Yeah, I mean, Tua, he's been good. You know, they win games when he's in. I, I'm looking at it now. Um, he has to get the ball to his playmakers, and that is what's going to drive his fantasy production. I guess you could say that, yes, Kyler Murray does have the safer floor because it seems like, you know, Kyler Murray can produce at least on the ground where Tua can't if his receivers aren't doing well. But we've seen the Dolphins do really well this season, and I think Detroit's a really good, like, plus matchup. I would maybe move Tua over Kyler right now, I think. I like it. I like it. I, I think they're interchangeable. I, I don't have a problem starting either of them this week because they both have decent matchups. But if I had to pick one over the other, maybe I, I might put two in because Tyreek Hill is just on a tear. And this Detroit defense can't stop anybody. No, they can't. They really can't. Um, so I have Kirk Cousins at seven against Arizona. Um, Andy Dalton was able to do his thing you know, against these guys last week. Um, I have Dak at eight against Chicago. I have Gino at nine and Brady at ten. Do you think Gino should be above Dak this week? Now, you know Gino's not going to have DK Metcalf most likely, right? The right. Cowboys might be might be without Zeke, so you know they either support Tony Pollard in the pass game, like short passes, you know that sort of thing, which will benefit Dak, or they'll just ride Pollard and give him twenty plus carries in this game. Yeah, uh, but then Gino going up against the Giants, good matchup. But without DK Metcalf, who would you prefer between those two guys? I think the Giants defense is a little bit underrated. You know, I think they're actually a little bit better than people give them credit for. 
I do like what Geno Smith is doing, but it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, he played the whole game without essentially DK Metcalf last week, and he did fine with Marquise Goodwin. But that was it. who were they playing? The Chargers. Their defense was banged up, and it continues yeah. to be banged up. It's not very good. I think the Giants yeah. are a step up. I think Dak has a better matchup against Chicago. I don't think they're gonna. Even though we want Tony Pollard to get twenty carries, you know, or touches at least, I'm not exactly sure he's gonna be like you know the workhorse back. Right. Right. Um, you know, in this first game back, um, I, I think that they're going to look to get Dak a little bit more involved in the, in the passing game. And, you know, Dak is now, you know, he continues to get healthier. Obviously, last week, it looked like they were limiting the play call a little bit, keeping him thrown short. I think they might open up the playbook a little bit this week. I, I like Dak more than Geno, but it's not by much just because of the matchup is what makes well, it. One thing about the Cowboys passing game is that it's possible that, you know, they are limited a lot of these games just because how good their defense is. Right. Yeah. Like when they're going up against like these bad offenses like Chicago. You know, Patriots have a good defense, but the Cowboys have a much better defense, right? And yeah. you know, this might be tough for the Bears to move the ball against mm-hmm. against against Dallas unless they're really successful in the run game. It's just like the one vulnerability the Cowboys might have on yeah. defense right now, right? So I, I can see it happening, but you know, if they do go up, I can see this being um, you know, if Zeke was playing, then you're like, all right, we know what's gonna happen here, right? They're gonna run the ball 30, 35 times between those two guys. But mm-hmm. without those two guys, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing. But absolutely. Yeah. And with the Cowboys defense, you know, if there's one thing that's going to keep the Bears from producing on offense, it's going to be Justin Fields being under pressure. And that's what Dallas does best in the league. You know, so it's very possible that it could be a heavy run game like we've seen early in the season, you know, from the Bears, where Justin Fields only drops back nine, ten times. You know, drops back 12 times and he doesn't throw that much. I think this could be a run heavy game. And that's like you said, where teams have found success against Dallas, you might be able to get away. You know, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert Herbert might be in for better days than we think based on the matchup on paper. I had Brady at 10 here. Um, Daniel Jones at 11 in a solid matchup against Seattle. Um, Daniel Jones has been getting it done, man, this year for fantasy. He had a solid floor. Um, he has some rushing upside, right? Mm-hmm. And and we've seen that, um, you know, especially last week. Now, he's been a top uh, – D- Daniel Jones has been a top nine fantasy quarterback this year in fantasy points per game, which is yeah. insane, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, the, the Brian Dabble effect right mm-hmm. there. Um, I have Jimmy G at 12. Over the last three weeks, he's been very solid. He's been a top 12 quarterback fantasy quarterback each of the last three weeks and he has a decent matchup this week against the rams um the interesting thing here though is that i'm not sure he'll be forced to, th- to throw the ball as much in this game right i don't see the rams like i think the 49ers defense is getting healthier i think the rams might struggle on offense a little bit against the rams i don't see them you know getting to the point where they have to force the 49ers to throw the ball so that i think is the main difference between jimmy g over the past two weeks where teams have kind of forced him to throw the ball, especially late in that game. So I'm still playing him over like Derek Carr and Jared Goff, you know, who I have at 13 and 14 respectively against New Orleans and Miami. Um, And then I have Marcus Mariota at 15, who I think gives you a solid floor. Um, And then I have Justin Fields at 16 uh, against Dallas. And we talked about that. So what do you think about these guys between 11 and 16? And would you reorder them in any way? Um, I'm looking at it. I'm not sure I would. 
I think this is right where they need to be. Daniel Jones, like I said, I called him the plus game manager for fantasy because he is a game <laughs> manager. And usually that's like you see Jimmy Garoppolo type numbers. And just to compare to Daniel Jones, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is the game manager. You know what you're getting with him every single week. I think he scored somewhere in the range of 16 points, you know, four out of his six games this season where he started or took most of the snaps. So I think you know what you're getting with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think that's good enough. He's a high in QB too. And his upside is a little bit limited. They haven't been scoring as much on offense as, you know, you assume they would. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey is going to be, you know, more up to speed in the offense. So things could be better for Jimmy G. So I like his upside a little bit more than I did last week. But Daniel Jones just has that rushing floor that makes him a safe bet. I don't like the way he throws it all, but you can't deny his fantasy production because of his rushing floor. Derek Carr Definitely. and Jared Goff, I think that, you know, back to back, that makes sense. And Marcus Mariota over Justin Fields. Marcus Mariota is like Justin Fields, but without the risk. You know, Justin Fields. It's only has- because of the matchups for me. Like, I would have put Justin Fields higher. I would have put him over Mariota. I would have put him over Goff. I would have put him over. I think that's where I'll put him. I'll, I would probably yeah. have him at like 14 ish if they, he wasn't going up against Dallas. I just think it's a tough matchup. It is a tough matchup. And that's why I'm kind of saying, like, for this week, Marcus Mariota is Justin Fields without the risk because he does have the rushing floor. It's not necessarily as good as Daniel Jones, but. Marcus Mariota doesn't turn the ball over as much as Justin Fields has. And Justin Fields, his box score, the stat sheet looked clean, but he dropped the ball, I think, three times. And they got all three recoveries. So he he was all right. He got bailed out in that sense. But it wasn't just like fumbles on tackles. It was just running an open field and dropping the ball. (laughs) So that's interesting. That's one thing that kind of, you know, worries me for his fancy prospect rest of season. But, you know, I think on a weekly basis, he should be all right. I got Andy Dalton at home against Vegas at number 17. Uh, he put up a big game last week, and now he has another good matchup at home. So you could stream him if you want. I have Taylor Heineke against Indy at 18, Russell Wilson against Jacksonville in Jacksonville, and then Aaron Rodgers in Buffalo. And yeah. this is where we're at with Aaron Rodgers right now. And, yes, I have all of these guys ranked above Trevor Lawrence a- against Denver and Stafford against the 49ers. I just think – I like these guys more. Just those guys are very hard to trust right now in those matchups. Yeah. Andy Dalton and Taylor Heineke over Matthew Stafford. That is just funny to think about. Andy Dalton but, and Taylor Heineke over Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence, and Matthew Stafford. <laughs> just crazy. Love it. But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Taylor Heineke did not look like he, it seems like Taylor Heineke's, you know, thing every season is coming as a backup and give a spark. Make people ask, right. why isn't Taylor Heineke the starter? And then, then, you rem- then you remember two weeks later why he isn't the starter. <laughs> it's great, though. Like, you can't root against Taylor Heineke. He's just a great guy, it seems no. like. And he's he's just looking to get out on the field, and that's good for him. And he, he has a couple of weeks where he produces for fantasy football, and that's good. You know, you can use him as a streamer. But um, it's interesting to see where Russell Wilson is. That game is in London. I wonder if a change of continent is going to be enough to get Russell Wilson going. <laughs> you know, obviously, he was, you know, hyping himself up. And get, getting ready for the game on the flight over. Oh, my God. <laughs> As we saw, oh my God. Uh, all the meme pages were posting about that. But, um, you know, I, I think that could be, you know, a change that could spur Russell Wilson on. You know, if obviously nothing has yet. So maybe that'll do it. I don't know. The game is in London. Players tend to show up. I, I'm not exactly sure um, how that's going to work for them. But I, I think that Russell Wilson, if there's any chance, I think it's this week that he gets back on track. Oh boy. Oh boy. And we've been saying that for a while. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm rooting for the guy, man. I really am. Yeah. I really am. I just I, I feel like 
he's so ridiculous at this point where I'm just rooting for him. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. just like, ugh, ugh. And now it's just like, all right, I'm all in. I'm in. Let's ride.